Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Today, the RV is headed to Texas to speak with DC Gomez. DC is an award winner, USA Today bestselling author, public speaker, mentor, and podcaster. Her latest book, The Traitor, is out now. So dear DC, welcome to the RV. Thank you so much, madam. It is such a pleasure being here. I'm so excited. Me too. I'm looking forward to know a little bit more about your background. And as someone who is skilled in cooking and hails from the Dominican Republic, could you tell us your favorite traditional dish from your country? So for the holidays, one of our traditional dishes, we do what is called bernil, which is a roasted pork. So it is seasoned overnight, and then you just literally let it cook for hours on end. So usually anytime I think of holidays, I think of vanille, I think of families, I think of get-together. So it's always very exciting, just, you know, those traditional dishes that take a very long time to make, because <laughs> there's never enough time to cook and anything like that. So that's kind of very traditional for Dominicans, at least for my family growing up. For how long you lived there before coming to the U.S.? I was about 10 and a half when we moved to the state. So it's been a very long time. I'm just really excited that our family still practices a lot of our traditions. We still speak Spanish at the home. So it's always very fun to maintain those traditions, especially when I go back to Massachusetts where my family's at. That's good that you could keep your Spanish. So hablas español. You see, <laughs> I think my dad would disown me if I stopped speaking Spanish. He'd be like, what are we talking about here? So yeah, so... That's one of the things that remained very prevalent in my family was the fact that, yes, you could speak English everywhere, but if I was home, we were going to speak Spanish. So, see, after your college graduation, you embarked on a path in the U.S. Army. Can you share with us the journey that led you to transition from a military career to becoming a full-time writer? This is one of those stories when I tell it, everybody looks at me like, what happened? So I joined the military right after college and I joined specifically because I wanted to learn about people. I went to school for film and television. And one of the things they said at school at NYU all the time is that you need to write about what you know. You need to write about people. And when you're 21, you realize, I don't know a lot. Let's be honest. I, I know about being a student. I know about an immigrant as a kid. I realized I don't know nothing about people and their stories. And I happened to 
meet a, he wasn't even a recruiter. I happened to meet a sergeant who said, you should join the army. I was like, that is insane. He's like, they'll pay for your loans. I'm like, this is looking better. He's like, and you get to travel and meet people. So I joined July of 2001. Fast forward a couple months and you have 9-11. So this world shut down, the world completely changed. And I was in basic training at the time. So the girl who joined me because I wanted to learn about people and to learn about what makes us tick was an active duty soldier during the war. So perspective change. I was very much, how do I give back to this country? How do I protect my family? How do I take care of the people I love? And it transitioned from being a very creative life. I was still writing scripts. I was still writing stories. But I became very much an adult very quickly and focused on what do I do for our country? I left the military, became an army civilian. So I was still very focused on that. And then about six, seven years ago, I finally hit the point that I, I call it my sick and tired of being sick and tired. I hated everything I was doing. I had the perfect job. Love what I was doing to some extent. Everybody was great. You know, you have the house, you have everything you say you wanted, but I wasn't living my purpose and I hated it. I literally hated everything because there was a part of me that was missing. There was a part of me that was hurting. There was a part of me that I wasn't true to myself. So I remember it like it was yesterday. Everybody says that, but you have those memories that are implanted in you. And it was a July and I was crying in my spiritual director's house. And it was like, I was miserable. She was like, what will you do to get you back? I was like, I could write a book. And then you go through the whole 1500 reasons why you shouldn't write a book. And all the things in terms of like, who's going to read it? What am I going to write about? And everything I said, she should shut down. I was like, mm, I didn't have enough excuse. So I was sick and tired. I ran out of excuses and I was miserable. So it was that push to finally say, you got to do something. Something has to change. Going out there and making a short video about nothing was impossible because I'm like, I don't have a crew. I had more excuses, but like, I always wanted to write a book. Always wanted to tell a long form story that way. Did tons of research and then realized that Storytelling is still powerful, whether you're doing it visual, whether you're doing it in writing, whether you're doing it in sound, it's still storytelling. And I just fell in love. I fell in love with this medium and fell in love with it. the possibility that it gave me and the fact that I it was coming home. So everything slowly made sense. And I was like, oh, God, this is what I was missing. This is why my life felt so incomplete. That's a great story. But I have to tell you, it requires a lot of courage. Not if you don't think nobody's going to see it. That's the catch. Because <laughs> you got to remember, I just wanted to do a book. That's it. And I joke nowadays because when I started out and I wrote this book, I look like a drug dealer. I know this is a horrible analogy, but I was passing out little like signs to people like really like, here, take this. And then I'll run away. I, I wouldn't make eye contact with anybody. Nobody knew I wrote this book. And it got to be one of my dear friends. Literally, I remember because it was that January. And she goes, I read your book. And I was like, you did? Really? Okay. And I'm terrified. And she goes, it was really good. She's like, I read all the time. And I read bestsellers. And your book is just as good. Why are you not promoting it? And I'm like, promote it? Where? What do you mean? It's like, I look for you on Facebook. I was like, yeah, I'm not on Facebook. It's like, well, you should be. So had those another come to Jesus moment, as we say in Texas, that realization of like, what are you going to do? Do you want the story to go out? Do you want people to read it? So she gave me that boost to get on social media and then having to learn to talk about the book, having to get out of my way, because that was a catch. I was literally in my own way 
in terms of like, do I talk about it? Do I not talk about it? What are people going to say? Oh my God. And then it became all about the story. It became about sharing this passion that people really want to hear these stories so they can escape, they can find themselves and they can fall in love with ISIS and her crew of you know, shenanigans and all the things that they do. But it took a while for me to stop making it about me and realizing it's all about the story. And how many books have you published so far? So right now, I am currently a book 19. And usually when I look at it, I look at specifically things that I have published solos. I have other projects that I've done. I participate in anthologies. I have done short stories. So when I'm thinking about it, the things that I can say, okay, they're published under DC Gomez by myself and they're not in that collection, I have 19 out. 19 books. Congratulations, DC. It's a little weird. <laughs> uh, since when did you, did you start uh, writing like six years ago, as I said? Or no, am I wrong? No, I started publishing about six years ago, since 17. So my baby is turning six, or just turn, yeah, turning six. I keep telling people, it's like, yeah, we're having a birthday coming up one of these days. So yeah. <laughs> okay, so you have a baby and you go to take 19 books. No, no, my books are my babies. That's usually what I'm calling this. So my book babies are having a birthday. <laughs> and as an accomplished author and mentor... I'm curious to learn about the impact of mentorship on your writing journey. Mentors are crucial in our career. To me, it changed my life. And I have mentors in different areas. Like I have mentors for my craft. I've taken lots of classes, whether, you know, there are online workshops I've been to, face-to-face workshops. One of the things that really changed the way I saw my career was having the possibility of being where they established author when I first started. I did a very small convention here in Texarkana when I was here. And he happened to show up because he saw, he came in. So we got next to each other. So for two full days, about 10 hours a day, I got next to Mr. Jeremy, um, who was amazing. And he literally saw this brand new author. He's like, I like your table. Let me walk you through it. You know, it was that graciousness. It was that complete openness to let me take you under my wing you know, I got emails about where to find information on conventions, how to set up a table, things about my writing career, all the things that by yourself, you're struggling. So he made that transition so amazing. And he also is was so gracious to be like, okay, I'm going to go to this event. He's like, I'll be there. I'll check up on you. So his family took me under their wing. Like we were going to another event. He's like, come and stop over, stop at the house. And that's really what to me, the writing community is all about is a group of authors who love what we do and really want to see others succeed and want to see each other do well. So having a mentor very early on who really demonstrated these amazing qualities is a part that when I meet new authors, like unfortunately I feel like overwhelming, like I feel like a mother hand, like I want to grab them all. Like, let me tell you all this. And then I have to like, well, well, well everybody doesn't need all that. Like we're going to need to pour 50 pounds of information into them. But it was such a, eye-opening experience so I usually look at our community in the same way that I had somebody who grabbed me by the hand and walked me through this process I had somebody that can say okay you should try this that's and I keep meeting more and more each day so it's a beautiful community and especially as an author if you see yourself as a life learner because then mentors will come to you if you believe that you're still learning 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And also, you've published your latest book, which is entitled The Traitor. So what was the inspiration behind writing this book? And I believe it's part of the Order of Assassins series. Yeah, mm -hmm. it is. So this one is really fun. We all have inspirations in our lives. And if anybody is still very blessed to have a close relationship with their parents. I am very blessed with that. This is a this is a gift to my mother. I'm going to put it that way. So I know. So I am in Texas. My parents are still in Salem, Massachusetts. So hey, which city that happens to be. And when I first started out, I had told my mother that I was going to do a book that took place in Salem. That was like the genesis, all that. And then she reminded me, I want to say a couple of years ago, when is that book coming? And I was like, oh, 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 book. Yeah, that, what? So I didn't think my mom honestly remember. So one of my characters from my intern diaries, Eric, who happened to be in the intern diaries, he's a cop, he's a witch. You know, the series ends in Judgment Day. So you have a whole apocalyptic, fun, out of the world kind of ending. And Eric now has to figure it out what happened. So the Order of Witches is happens to be the main body that, you know, manages in this. By the way, it's urban fantasy. So anybody wondering... This is all fantasy just happened to take place in the contemporary world. I had to put that premise in there because I was like, what? Witches? What's going on? Let's back it up. Is the order of witches in my urban fantasy series? I have to put those little disclaimers in there. But Eric joined the series to actually figure out who betrayed them. So book two, which is the traitor, is actually Eric heading to Salem to figure it out what is going on so he's on his own mission he thinks he's getting close but he's been running around chasing this traitor we also have sasha who happens to be a shapeshifter who happens to be an assassin from a dominican assassin clan except that she hates being an assassin she, her moral values are not in conjunction with her entire job so she has decided she's no longer going to be the assassin she's going to be the accountant for the clan she's going to school she's going to have this great opportunity except the clan gets betrayed. So now she's like, now what do we do? So you get a really fun story of people who are doing things they don't want. You're in the wrong job. You're in the wrong career field. You're really good at it, but you still really much, mm, I hate this. I don't want to do it. But I have responsibilities. I have this things that I have to do for the better good of others. Do I do it or do I do what I want? So each one of them has to make this decision. So that's kind of what the trade is all about is our options in life that sometimes we make for others because it's the right thing to do. And sometimes not the things we want to do, if that makes any sense. I must say that I'm intrigued to witness how this unexpected alliance between the assassin, the witch, yeah, the witch, mm -hmm. and shifter will unfold. How do you build your characters are your characters inspired by real people 
every character has a little bit of us in them. I think as writers, we write what we know. That's kind of the one thing the school really taught me. So a lot of my characters have bits and pieces of different people. So usually I will I will start in character development with something in mind or someone in mind or a quality in mind. The one thing about it is as your books progress, at least for me, they become their own person. Like, you know, whatever person they were envisioned under, it's gone. Like the only thing I see is Eric, you know, with Sasha, she is, you know, in her 20s Dominican. So I took very typical Dominican qualities, un untypical, you know, the hair and the curves or the lack of curves for her, you know, whatever that but didn't make them the same. But then they became themselves. So Sasha is very much her own person. And they're both very much, if anything, might be enemies to friends. Because right now that's all they got. They're barely friends. But they're very much full of sass. They have that interaction of people that you will normally see. You know, Eric is used to being smooth and getting his way. And Sasha's not interested. It's just like, boy, I'm about to beat you. How about you move out of my way? So you have these qualities that make them very much human. Yet. Yeah in a very fictional world. Gotcha. I saw that you've been doing a lot of great things and your upcoming Kickstarter campaign for motivational books sounds intriguing. So can you give us a glimpse into what readers can expect from this project and how it ties into your Monday motivational newsletter? I told you I know everything about you. I am really impressed. That is really good. Wow. I was like, I was, oof, you got me there. I was like, I'm impressed. That's a lot of work. You're amazing. Thank you. One of the things that is, one of the things that happened was, I want to say a couple of years ago, I was trying to figure out how to keep my newsletter engaged. What do I send out? I get a newsletter from one of my mentors, of course, every day. He sends those quotes. And I think the quotes are beautiful. And I'm always very excited to look at them. But I didn't want to bombard my readers with an everyday quote. I was like, that's a lot of emails that you might not want to get. So I wanted to be very strategic and very focused because I never want people to feel they're being spammed. So they get a newsletter from Constantine, who is a talking cat, the second Saturday of the month with updates about everything. But I also wanted them to still hear from me throughout the month. So one of the things I decided to do was like, I love motivational quotes. Why don't I send you motivation? But it wasn't enough just to send this quote because sometimes you will read the quote and my interpretation was not always the same. So I usually made it out, I'll send the quote and then I'll give you a little bit description of it. I have done three devotionals as well. So I have three devotionals based on scriptures. And I did the same thing. Like I would take a scriptures, I would break it down and I give people to, to kind of analyze it. And this literally have been every Monday beautiful thing that started happening is my readers started sending emails back. So not always the same people, but anytime a message resonated, I would get three to five people going back. Oh my God, I really love it. Thank you for sending this out. And it became such a moving moment. I was like, oh my God, like you are actually opening it up. You are looking at this and it's making sense. One of my dear readers, like my super reader sent me a note. It's like, I really wish you would make this into a book. And it took me a minute to be like, what? Like you want you want the Monday motivations into a book? She's like, I would love to have this into a book that I can take with me all the time. So the idea is just, you know, it's like planting a seed. You just let the seed take root, germinate. <laughs> and one of the things I'm getting ready to start doing is Kickstarter campaigns. I love them. I support them. I think they're fun. 
because not only would you get a book, you get all the goodies that come with the books. You get the stickers, you get the pins, you get the tactile part of the book. And I'm like, this would be a really awesome campaign to do. It is called 52 Mondays. It's a 52 Monday Motivations. So you will get a year long, probably more, depending how motivated we get to that, that you have a hardback, that you can put it on your coffee table, that you can see this. I want a book that you can write on it. I'm big into writing on it, that you can put your own thoughts into this and that you can take it with you that it might not be Monday, it might be a Wednesday, but you still can open up this book. So you're going to get 52 Monday motivations based on the fact that I realized we all need a little encouragement. You know, I'm doing TikTok now and I did a Monday motivation for TikTok. And that was one of the things I was putting quotes on TikTok. This week, I decided I was just going to tell you, you know, I realized it's been a hard month. It's been a hard year. But sometimes we need to tell people that you're doing your best and that you are amazing, that you are meant for greatness. Sometimes we let the media and everything else dictate who we are. And we forget that we have a purpose. We forget that we're meant to be more than just living in the rat race, that we're meant to have a greater path. This is kind of what I'm hoping for. As much as I enjoy writing fictions and fantasies and explosion, knowing that people are following their dreams because I've been there. I've been in that place that I wasn't following their dreams and I was miserable. So if I can remind other people that, you know what? You're meant for more than this. It's an amazing day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I love it. And you're sharing. And every time we share something, I'm sure we receive even more. So today's Monday. Would you like to leave a motivational quote for us? One of the things when you're thinking of motivations is I usually like to tell people you are amazing and you're fabulous. That has been kind of quotes that everybody kind of associates with me because the hardest thing for us to do is affirmation words. So for all of your listeners, when you're looking and you're having a bad day, this is the hardest thing is go to the mirror. Uh, I would say don't do it in public because sometimes it's kind of hard to do this in public, but go to the mirror and look at yourself in the eye. And I have pastors that have done it. I have motivational speakers who do it. It is always a reminder to tell people, go to the mirror, look at yourself. And honestly, if you don't believe this now, it's okay. You can do it by faith, you know, fake it till you make it, but tell yourself, I'm amazing. Or even better, tell the mirror, you're amazing. You're beautiful. You're meant for greatness. And we're going to rock this day. Let's go. That's great. And I also want to tell you, you were amazing and you were fantastic. It's such a reminder. Sometimes we we listen to ourselves more than anybody else. Let's be honest. We have the same thoughts running through our heads 5,000 times. You know, you have it. So if the thoughts running through your heads are always beating you down, like you didn't do anything or you haven't done this or you have a to-do list and you're not good enough, Especially for females, we're always telling ourselves we're not enough. You know, we didn't do this. You know, we have, we're not superwoman. You know, men are always, you know, you can't have feelings. You can't show this. There's always all these negative. But when we stop and you strip down all of that and you remind yourself, you know, I'm doing my best. And my best might be different every day. Your best might be different today because you're sick. You know, getting up 
and taking the kids to school will be your best. You know, showing up and helping a friend mold along, it would change. But when you give your grace, give yourself the grace to just like, this is as good as it's going to be, but I did it as best as I could. Life becomes a little easier and you don't hold yourself in the same, you know, negative light and you're not beating yourself up and you can enjoy life. Thank you. Please let us know where we can find you online, your books, and when this book will be available. So for anyone who is interested in the action-packed urban fantasies with tons of shenanigans, a bunch of quirky characters, and just a blast, The Traitor is book two on the Order of Assassins series. It is out right now on ebook, so you can get it on Amazon if you're interested. The book two, the first one is that novella, so you can eat that up in a couple hours and knock it off and get ready for The Traitor. The good news for everybody who likes a print, the paperback and the hardback will be available in June. So June 1st, you can go ahead next week, by the way. So if it air on Wednesday, Thursday, go swing by Amazon, pick up the paperback. I'm super excited about it. It's going to be available in all distributions because Amazon's will send it out to everyone. And you can have a blast with a nice urban fantasy. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. Oh, and where can you find me? Sorry about that. You can find me, uh, check out my website. Sorry about that. So my website is easy as dcgomez-author.com. It will have links to my socials in there. So you can check me out on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. You can also have a link to my Amazon page so you can check out the books. And you can also check out the podcast. So it's a one-stop shop, slowly getting updated. It's like the highways in Texas. It's always under construction, but it's usually pretty fun. Basically, you are a tech of all trades. (laughs) Jack of all trades sometimes, probably a master of none. But yes, I, I do a little bit of everything. I love the idea to be in Texas today. And I want to tell you that you're always welcome to the RV. Oh, thank you so much. And it's honestly such a pleasure. I love your mission. I love the fact that we're going to take a ride in the RV. I was like, oh my God, that is so cool. So I appreciate it. It has been so much fun. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.